This episode of the Brutally Speaking Podcast is brought to you by On Point Pomade. Keep your beard and hair looking on point with their line of pomades and beard oils over at onpointpomade.com. Use our code BSP15 at checkout and get 15% off your total purchase order. So thanks again to On Point Pomade for sponsoring our show. This episode is also sponsored by the Bean Bastard Coffee. Head over to thebeanbastard.com and pick up any one of their delicious hand-roasted coffees. Coffee lovers will also enjoy their hand-cut and handmade espresso candles and soaps as well. If you're in the Buffalo, New York area, head to their store located at 448 Elmwood Avenue. And thanks again to the Bean Bastard for supporting this show. Brutally Speaking Podcast is proudly sponsored by Rockabilia.com. With over 500,000 officially licensed items in their online store, you're guaranteed to find something you need. Use our code BRUTALLY and get 10% off your total purchase order. Now on to the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Brutally Speaking Podcast. I am your host, John, and this episode's guest is Sal of Stained. Uh, this was done a few months ago in preparation of Stained's uh, appearance at the local to here Grand Rapids, Michigan, Upheaval Festival, as you'll clearly hear. Um, for those who know me, you know that I love collecting things, vinyl, uh, movies, games, you know, a whole bunch of different stuff. And it's one of those things where it even extends into the podcast where I'm slowly trying to collect all the band members of bands. Uh, I think right now, uh, actually, I think it's almost a three-way tie uh, between Stained. You know, I just need to get Johnny and Aaron on, and I'll have collected, you know, basically all the members of Stained. I just need to get Adam D. from Killswitch, and that will complete all of the Killswitch camp, as well as uh, the Atreyu camp. I just need to get Kyle, their new drummer, uh, and then I'll basically talk to all of Atreyu. So we're kind of in a rush to see what band I will get to talk to every member of the band uh, first, uh, but this was a fun one with Sal. Granted, it's a quick little 20 minutes, you know, or so with him. Um, it, you know, it's kind of funny because like Sal had joined the band a couple years ago when famously uh, John, the original drummer of Stained, uh, was kind of booted from the band. And if you haven't seen the the making of documentary of the self-titled record, I think it kind of showcases all of why that happened, uh, which is really interesting. That that was a documentary, I think, outside of <laughs> outside of Chimera's uh, The Impossibility of Reason making up documentary and some of the other records that they have made where it's just one of those where it's like, man, this is a warts and all documentary of like the bad sides of being in a band and, and how there's infighting and people just bitching at each other and, and stress and all of that. And it's really fucking hard to watch. I recently watched the documentary again, the stained one and 
man, it doesn't really kind of paint Aaron or a lot of the dudes in a good light. But the fact that they they came out with what I think is still a really good return to form record uh, of kind of the heavier sound. Uh, I think it was just kind of really interesting. And to have Sal come out and, and basically be this drummer that I don't think a lot of us in Stain necessarily knew who he was. So to kind of get an interview with him and, and kind of talk to him a little bit about his uh, tenure with the band, you know, teching for John and then basically taking over uh, as the drummer for the band, uh, finding a tech himself uh, at that point, knowing, you know, that he what he kind of would be looking for and, and knowing a lot of the crew people from being a crew person himself. Uh, to even kind of talking about uh, being out with the band uh, when their seminal record, you know, Break the Cycle came out, getting to perform that record in its entirety and just kind of uh, getting to, to golf uh, with some really famous people, Alice Cooper, you know, being one of them, spoilers, I guess. But it's just uh, really cool sometimes to get to talk to some of the people who don't uh, do a whole lot of press or that maybe you don't know a lot about, even in these short, compact uh, conversations. So uh, this was Really interesting timing for me. I know I've talked about it since on the podcast, but this is literally the day before I was going to see them, but an hour or so before I went to my first show since the pandemic. Uh, so I had a lot of mixed feelings, a lot of mixed emotions as to what I was going to see or what was going to be happening. And it was oddly refreshing to go, uh, considering, you know, I hadn't seen some people in two years uh, due to lockdowns, mandates and so forth. And just kind of reminded me of, of why going to shows is so unique and so special and, and the camaraderie of going to see, especially metal and hardcore, uh, you know, that are kind of deemed still kind of an underground, you know, music genre. But it was definitely one of those where it was a lot of fun to see people, to see live music, to to see kids at shows, to see people of all demographics all ages and so forth and and just kind of know that it was a local thing too and and the inaugural upheaval festival uh and to see a big showcase of local bands around the michigan area some up-and-coming national bands and uh it was just one of those where it was it was a lot of fun and speaking of a lot of fun i'm going to uh crack open a new beer that i have never had uh it was one of my last uh ones from the the pack that i got sent to me it is a Martin House Brewing Company, so you know I love those. This is a mega fast jellyfish. It is a pineapple sour with lactose, coming in at a nice uh, 10% as well. So uh, let's get into this. So far, I have not had a Martin House that I have not enjoyed. So, ooh, ooh, that is a really interesting beer. Holy shit. So the pineapple. Man, it, I think the thing that's crazy, every every Martin House that I've tried, I think the thing that always is interesting is, you know, they're always sours, they always typically have lactose, and just how they're able to find some kind of a fruit, some kind of a flavor profile that kind of takes away and complements the, the, the sourness of the sour, and the lactose kind of balances out the sour flavor, so you get a really nice, complex, like... Super sweet, sour, sweet again. Um, and it's one of those that I, I'm just always, even when I get one and I'm like, ah, man, I don't know. They always knock it out of the park. Um, so I, uh, mm, God damn, man, that's fucking delicious. So, so I'm going to keep drinking this beer. You guys will check out the episode I did with Sal and I'll talk to you on the other side of it. <laughs>
Hi, John. This is Sal from Sting. Hey, how are you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, I can hear you fine. Cool. We'll get right into it, and we'll let you get back to your uh, checking into your hotel. <laughs> awesome. Thanks. <laughs> uh, so this is going to be super loose. Uh, I had the pleasure of talking with Sal, the drummer of Stained, who are playing night two of the inaugural Upheaval Festival here in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, gotta say, I know you're a, you're a beer drinker. Uh, mainly, it looks like IPAs and so forth. Uh, have you got to taste, uh, you know, Founders Beer and some of the the great craft beers we have here in uh, Michigan? Uh, I believe I've had Founders before. What? Uh, I'm not sure though. Well, I mean, you're gonna have to rectify that at least tomorrow. Do, do I? I know, right? <laughs> No, I will for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's kind of one of those things, uh, you know, getting to talk to some of the different band people I've gotten to, uh, you know, that enjoy beers and so forth, like Mark from Nothing More, who he and I become fast friends because of our love of craft beer. You know, it's always oh, kind of nice, interesting nice. getting to talk to some people and just kind of, you know, I know in touring, it's a little bit of a kind of a hurry up and wait kind of a game. You know, you're spending a lot of time at the venue or so forth doing press and so forth. But, you know, I feel sure, like yep. it allows you uh, at times between getting to go to bars and so forth to kind of really get a taste of local flavor. Um, what are some of your favorite places that you've gotten to go go to and explore because of uh, maybe in search of a good pint? Oh, geez. Um, wow. I'm not good at on-the-spot uh, questions like this. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> um, uh, boy, this is bad. <laughs> well, and you know, it's it's funny because usually I tend to find that uh, everyone's more apt to be like, "Oh God, I love the off the beaten questions," because then it's not like, "All right, yeah, how's the tour no, going?" I know, or things yeah. like that. So, <laughs> well, well, let me just say this. I'll just say that uh, in. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm, I'm just drawing blank here, but I will say that uh, in my hometown there is an award-winning um, brewery that uh, I really enjoy uh, their their IPAs. Uh, it's called Mass Riot, and that won a national national award um, for uh, for that one there. And people do come around uh, from all over to uh, to try uh, to try uh, you know the brewery and the, and the beer and everything like that. So. Um, I got to give some props to them just because they're, you know, they're local. And I, I live in the Finger Lakes region and there is just wineries and breweries popping up everywhere in the past uh, four or five years. Um, so I've been around to, to enjoy um, uh, some of the pints and some of the IPAs in the area. Yeah, it's definitely kind of interesting, you know, living here in Michigan, I feel like we're very spoiled with some of the, the better breweries between Founders and Bells and, you know, even New Holland, which is kind of branched into distilling and so forth. So it's always one of those that uh, with my wife and I starting to travel in the last, you know, five, six years, really, and getting to explore more places around the U.S. and hopefully soon internationally, like it's just one of those where I feel like that's kind of the fun thing is you can really get a sense of the people and, and like I said, the local uh, flavor uh, going and checking out places like that. And I feel like, you know, you guys are in a Absolutely. unique position yeah. to do such. So, Absolutely. We, and we do that. We, we do do that quite a bit um, just because it's, you know, food is uh, part of, you know, culture. And so, you know, whether we're the overseas, over here you know, in, in the U.S., and you're right that we, we try to hit uh, anything from breweries to restaurants and try, you know, local fare and, and uh, just to kind of, you know, I get a sense of, of uh, you know, the area for sure. You know, kind of uh, another thing I noticed that you're into, and it seems like a lot of more band people are starting to pursue this uh, passion, I guess, uh, is golfing. Um, you know, I, it's yeah, funny. Yeah. 
uh, Davey from Pop Evil, uh, I know he's really an avid golfer uh, and, you know, is mm-hmm. always like, you got to come out to the links with me. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know how to golf and I feel like I'm going to be really terrible at it. <laughs> uh, see, even Andrew from the Ghost Inside just recently starting into going to driving ranges and so forth. But uh, kind of tell me how you got mm-hmm. into yeah. golf and, and what uh, is your kind of relationship with the game? Well, uh Long ago, obviously, uh, the band member Aaron and, and uh, uh, the former drummer there got into uh, into golf, and I was teching at the time. And, and uh, I'm like, "What is going on here?" And, and uh, so I gave it a shot. Went, went home. My brother is a is a avid golfer. Introduced me to the game. Well, that just went right down the rabbit hole. And uh, it, and it was fast forward to you know a few years ago. I went to Ohio and they have a golf works facility where you can get certified and trained in uh, building and fitting uh, repair uh, of golf clubs, all that kind of stuff. So um, I went out, uh, went out there and, and did all that coming from a, a, a drum tech side of things, just the techie side of things, you know, let alone hitting a golf ball with the club. The next thing you know, you're like, Ooh, how are these made? And next thing you know, you're you know in the shop pulling the damn thing apart, <laughs> you know? So, uh, it's kind of led to two very, very cool things. Uh, so in, in the meantime, I do, I do work in the meantime when we are on the road and one of the companies is, uh, MN sport products. And it's a very close friend of mine. He's a golf pro at turning stone casino in Syracuse. And he owns the training aid called the impact snap. And I have the pleasure of building, uh, building that. So that's my uh, job when I get home. And then during the summer, I am a club fitter for TaylorMade golf in New York state. Yeah, that, it's it's really interesting because it's like, you know, I know a lot of times the perception of golfers for the longest time was, you know, very conservative, straight laced looking people. And then it's like, I know like Aaron and all these other, you know, musicians and so forth. They've been like, I'm going to go golfing. And you're like, so you have these like heavily yeah. tattooed dudes who sometimes don't really necessarily dress the part, just kind of going out. Right. And it's uh, <laughs> it's one of those where it's like, man, like crazy like alice yeah. cooper i think is one of the first uh bigger musician people i'd heard of that got into the game and yeah. has been for a long time absolutely yeah i had the pleasure of playing nine holes with him a few years ago and it was amazing he's, he's so good and he's 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 an ambassador for the game even you know it's a uh, pretty pretty badass what kind of uh i mean i know the game can kind of take a little bit a long long time you know with the like walking to the yeah. different holes and so forth uh tell mm-hmm. me a little bit about yeah. playing with alice like did you get any cool stories from him either playing golf or even touring stories well um he uh, you know it was weird i'm like how do what do i because it's the first time i've ever i've ever met him like you know sometimes like the last thing like you know a guy like that might want to talk about is music or uh you know what, what we do for a living but um so uh but out he made me feel super comfortable and he loves watches. Um, I think he collects watches and then, uh, he, he's just a huge movie buff. And so that's what he does out on the road. And, you know, we, so we, we, we talk shop with movies and, and watches and stuff. And then, um, did talk about, obviously talks about golf and, you know, his, uh, uh, book golf monsters. Fantastic. You know? Um, so yeah, it was great. It was a great time. I, uh, he, like I said, he really made me feel super comfortable and just opened right up and we just had a blast actually. So it was really fun. Yeah, it's always crazy. It's, uh, I, I don't think in any of the people I've gotten to talk to that are into golf, like have gotten to golf with him, even though it seems like, like I said, it, it seems like kind of like the, the Venn diagram of like musicians to golfers is not as big as I would expect it to, to be. So it would be one of those, like, I <laughs> right. feel like more people would have kind of crossed paths with him at some point on the links. Yeah. 
Uh, kind of interestingly enough, I, I think this is actually going to be your guys' first show back, correct? Uh, we did a show last night. Okay. So this will be our second. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the upheaval, you're talking about the up, upheaval yeah. in, in Michigan? Yep. So that'll be tomorrow. That's tomorrow. So we're at, uh, we did, jeez, uh, what did we do last night? Um, the one in Wisconsin? Canada, Wisconsin. We did Rockfest. Yep, we did Rockfest, and then we're at uh, Hard Rock in uh, Sioux City. Uh, Iowa today, and then we'll be we'll see uh, you guys tomorrow in Michigan, and then uh, we head back to another casino in uh, in Iowa. So it's just a four show prep before we actually hit the road with corn. Yeah, they're actually the playing tonight, so that'll be oh nice, crazy. Nice. I uh, but I was gonna say like I've seen some uh, like Rob from Nonpoint, another drummer, another uh, alumni of the show. Yeah, saw his video from the, the Rockfest last night, and. If it's a smattering of what I can expect going to the show tonight, because this will be the first show I've been to since literally the mm-hmm. day before everything shut down. Um, yeah. Just, I was going to ask you, like, what was it like to kind of finally get to go out and play and, and just what was the vibe like? Uh, vibe was, was definitely exciting. Uh, nerves, too. Um, the, uh, the, vibe of the, uh, the vibe of the crowd was, was great. I think that uh, it's just uh, everybody's just kind of psyched to get back to a little bit of normalcy and um, music is just such a, you know, involved in, in life itself in so many different ways, you know? So um, I think the people were, were just excited and stoked to be there. So it was, it was definitely a good time. Does it, you know, like there's been a, some trepidations on my side, like, you know, transparency, you know, like I have had the vaccine for a while and all that kind of stuff. So I'm not necessarily worried about things like that, but you know, I'm just kind of worried about like, Okay, this is the first event where people are kind of getting to to gather in such a large capacity like this. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I guess the question is like, we're like, is there some trepidations on your side of like, okay, like how do we kind of handle coming back? Like, do we hang with some of the other bands? Is it kind of a very like keep it to itself? I mean, the you know the news just went around a couple of days ago of like Buckcherry and uh, I think it was Foo Fighters having to mm-hmm. cancel some dates because members within the camp, you know, tested positive. Um, so is that yeah. like mm-hmm. kind of, I don't know. I just, I guess the question is like my last touring experience basically was uh, seeing just how we were kind of downplaying this to literally an hour later, you know, I'm getting ready to talk to Justin from Killswitch and it's like Portland's canceled. Most of the West coast is canceling. Like it looks like this is actually really serious and we're, we're done um, to now, you know, yeah. like, I don't know. It just kind of feels weird to, to get ready to be like, last thing I was at was full bore. And now here we are and we're, we're full bore. Like how does, how does everything change from your perspective, getting ready for these shows and being at the events themselves, I guess. I know it's a long winded question. No, no, it's okay. Um, the, it's kind of depends on, um, I think all of us are just kind of, we, we kind of seek out and quickly learn, uh, who is comfortable, who is not. And so, you know, we hang, um, I had a great, uh, I, I hung with, uh, had a great conversation with Joey Belladonna. Joey and I are from the same area, central New York. And, uh, so we had a, you, you know, we had a, we had a great time. Uh, we, we, you know, we were comfortable, you know, and stuff like that. And then you kind of like, you know, just have to be aware and respect who, who is and who isn't, you know? Um, so, and, uh, but things seem to be, you know, going fine. And I think that, uh, all of us are in the same boat about, being excited to be here too, but also be safe and be careful. Like I said, mindful or respectful of, of how other bands want to, you know, want to work things. So, um, yeah, I think it's, uh, kind of that simple in terms of how we go about things, but you know, um, yeah, just, uh, not sure. Um, 
not sure what's going to be uh, happening here. So I, I just hope that we, you know, Corn and us do, you know, get that, you know, opportunity to, to complete the, the two months, you know, that we're out together. And, um, and we still, you know, we'll see what, what, how Corn is in, in comfortable. We usually find that out through management and production and things like that. And, and then we'll just do what we all have to do in order to uh, be out on the road together and be safe and, and get some shows in. Yeah, absolutely. It's crazy. I was just thinking as yeah. you were talking about uh, Julie Belladonna, like having the pleasure of getting to see Anthrax the last couple of uh, touring cycles that they've done. Yeah. <laughs> and coincidentally, he went to Founders for our open mic night after their show here and did some Journey songs. And it was like fucking, <laughs> it was crazy just to be like, I'm having a beer after the show and oh, holy shit, there's Joey Belladonna. What is he doing? Oh, he's doing a, a Journey <laughs> right. cover. Like, holy shit. Uh, yeah, yeah. Wild. Yeah. Um, you know, you guys yeah. recently did uh, the Break the Cycle live stream, and, you know, I got to talk to Mike, yeah. you know, kind of looking back 20 years on that record. Obviously, you weren't mm-hmm. the drummer for the band on that record, but sure. what sure. did that record mean to you, and how was playing all those songs for the record? Well, uh, I'll start from, by, from a, a, a teching standpoint, and obviously... I started with Stained in 99, so I was able to uh, come in right after, um, almost in the beginning of a, the long touring cycle of dysfunction. And then, uh, and it was a great experience, it was my first ever experience with that. And then Break the Cycle was just, uh, in terms of the band, was a monumental record. And it really boosted, um, really boosted everything in terms of being out on the road, how big shows, how popular it were, how big shows were, how popular the band was and, and just growing and growing and growing. So, um, and that was awesome to see and witness, uh, as part of the crew, um, which was amazing. But obviously in at the end of 2010, uh, beginning of 2011, I think is when things started changing and, you know, I became the drummer. So, uh, the, I loved the fact that the band, the band, um, I love playing the songs and I truly loved what, uh, what, uh, the former drummer John, uh, did and, uh, everything is pretty much there, but the band also allows me to put, to have a Sal ca- character too. Cause we all, you know, we all play our instruments differently. So, um, but yeah, it was, it was awesome to be, a, to be a part of it, sitting on a drum throne instead, you know, uh, this time around versus, you know, setting up a, a drum kit, you know, for that, for that touring cycle. Yeah, definitely one. I had seen the band actually opening for Corn on the Sick and Twisted tour. Uh, so that, you know, even going yeah, back between yep. you guys way back then, uh, to even see yeah, the dysfunction, yep. or, I'm sorry, the Break the Cycle album cycle probably three or four times growing up. But, uh, here's kind yeah. of a weird question you know like i you know i know you i knew you teched for the band i just didn't necessarily know how long you had been with the band but uh you know yeah. it's kind of funny like sometimes i love talking to i always seem to get along really well with drummers for some reason but i also like talking to mm-hmm. people that have kind of done a lot more behind the scenes stuff in the industry and so forth because i feel sure. like mm-hmm. a i feel like you appreciate things a little bit more because you've had to like do the grind where i gotta set everything up but you know you're the reason the show happens essentially, or one of the components of making the show happen. Sure. Versus yeah, yeah. now basically being, you know, the credit everyone throws like, man, that was a great show. And you're like, it was, I only did like an hour and a half <laughs> of this. Yeah. There's so much <laughs> right. more. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess a fun question for you. What do you, what did you look for when you were looking for your tech? Um, geez, you know, I wasn't, uh, I guess my approach would, uh, to it was let's have fun first. And, 
you know, and then grow and then grow from there. And, um, I got kind of lucked out too. Cause, uh, the first drum tech I had, his name was, uh, Mark Bennett. And, uh, interestingly enough, Mark is now the artist relations of my drum company that I use, which <laughs> is kind of circled back around, which was, which was kind of, kind of nice. But, um, we had, uh, you know, we just, you just learn each other, you know, and I, like I said, I, I didn't go a lot of, actually Mark was really nervous about, you know, teching for a drummer that was a former tech. And I'm like, listen, <laughs> you've got nothing to worry about. You know? Yeah. I'm like, don't even, don't even go there. Don't, you know, I'm like, I know what it's, you know, I do know what it's like. I've, you know, I've heard so many stories, witnessed so many, you know, things, uh, from, you know, the crew standpoint, um, some horrible, some awesome and all everything in between. So, you know, um, I just wanted to make sure that we had a good personal relationship first. And then we just, you know, we established everything from there and it was, it was easy. And then every, you know, drum tech from then, then on it's, it's been great. So I didn't want to be that guy. I don't want to be, you know, that guy that would wanted to, you know, I don't know, be particular and be, you know, still having, wanting control and all, you know, just, I didn't want to be that. So is there a part of you that still misses being a part of the crew in that capacity? Um, uh, yeah, but fortunately, you know, um, you know, I, I get to see them and hang with them every day, you know, uh, which, which is great, which is great. So, uh, definitely thankful for my time with, with both, but obviously, you know, uh, being playing drums since, uh, you know, little kid, you know, I, this is, this was the accomplishment that I've always, you know, dreamed of. So I like it here. <laughs> kind of a, a fun last question as a sort of, or one of the last questions as we're wrapping up. Um, you know, when you guys yeah. played, uh, try to remember the festival it was, uh, shit, two years now. Um, mm -hmm. Louder Than Life, when you guys came back at Louder Than Life, um, yeah. you guys yeah. had a massive stage setup, you know, pyro and all that kind of stuff. I don't think in mm -hmm. any iteration touring cycle, I've seen the band that you've had a stage show quite like that. Does it get you excited Agreed. to be able to start introducing stage production like that? And is that something that we can expect moving forward for this corn tour or and beyond? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm glad that, uh, I'm glad that the guys have finally had a chance to experience it. Um, and yes, we're, we're, uh, implementing, um, uh, uh, some video and, and obviously, uh, some lighting, um, you know, into this, into this corn, uh, run. So I think that, uh, I, I don't know. I think it's necessary. I think it's, uh, to have those, you know, to have a show, you know, alongside of what the band members portray as well on stage. So, and then they go hand in hand. So, yeah. It's, uh, it was, uh, the 2019 shows were awesome. Um, were awesome. It definitely was very, very different. So, uh, but I, I believe that the band and the crew and everything stepped up in those positions because, you know, doing a show like that is, takes a lot of work, uh, from the crew and yeah. So, um, and, and the band too, just, you know, n not usually doing something like that. So, um, yeah, so it's going, it's going very, very well. And yeah, I think that, uh, you can expect to have some, you know, some or all of that at certain points. So from now on, yeah. I definitely am looking forward to uh, getting to hear your drumming contributions uh, on whatever hopefully will be coming out sometime in the near, maybe next year or two uh, from you guys. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I guess lastly, where can everyone find you or whatever you would like to plug online? 
Um, yeah, I think, uh, you can find me on, uh, on Instagram is my main one. Um, it's a uh, sale underscore G underscore stain. And, uh, yeah, go ahead and give me a follow. And, uh, thanks again for taking the time. Looking forward to seeing you guys tomorrow. And, uh, hopefully you get one of those founders beers. Hopefully they're actually at the event. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Enjoy the rest of your day. Okay. You too. Thanks, John. So that was my conversation with Sal again abstained want to thank him for taking a little bit of time to talk to me uh, a few months ago uh, in preparation for some of the festival dates they had Uh, the band is currently still out with corn and 68 and fire from the gods and they uh, are getting ready to wrap up that tour I believe it's got about a week left. Um, surprisingly, they stained camp had no issues uh, the whole tour. I know Corn kind of got hit with a few different things, obviously, with uh, Fieldy not being able to do the tour. I saw that firsthand on the first show that we saw here in Grand Rapids at Upheaval. If you go onto our YouTube channel, you will see that video, actually, of them playing the first song uh, without Fieldy. And uh, I know a lot of you have seen it because that thing is almost at 50,000 views. Uh, So that was pretty wild to wake up to pretty much the next day uh, to see that. Uh, But Stain, thankfully, did not have any issues uh, completing the tour, knock on wood, so far. Uh, And I'm wondering if they're going to start working on a new record. That would seem like the logical thing. At this point, they've celebrated uh, the 20th anniversary of Break the Cycle. They kind of went out and did, you know, a full-on tour. They played festivals. So logically, it would seem that it's time for a new stained record uh, to start being recorded. So I guess time will tell on that. It'll be interesting to see what Sal brings to the band, what what kind of sounds uh, he kind of incorporates into the band. Uh, I'm, I mean, he does great on the old material, but I, I always get excited, especially with drummers, to see what they bring to the table. I think Every Time I Die is a great example of how a band can bring in somebody new to the fold uh, in the drumming capacity and just kind of gives the band new life. Uh, so very much interested to see where this band goes from there. And uh, if you like Keep Up With Sal, we'll kind of start wrapping this episode up. Uh, it's simple enough. Sal can be found on Instagram at Sal underscore G underscore Stained. Uh, if you would like to keep up with, uh, if you would like to keep up with Stained, it's simple enough. Facebook at Stained, Instagram Stained Official, Twitter at Stained, and you can go over to StainedOfficial.com and you will find everything else you need to know. Uh, they do have some sweet vinyl of the live record that they put out uh, a little bit ago, and there actually is a Walmart exclusive, which I can't believe I'm saying there's a Walmart exclusive of vinyl, uh, but it actually looks really fucking sweet. The only problem I would have is that potentially it's not going to have cursing on it because I don't think Walmart still does that. But uh, if you are a collector, uh, I would definitely look into that because, like I said, looks pretty sweet. I've kind of eyeballing it at this point. Uh, and for the Brutally Speaking podcast, uh, if you would like to find us, keep up with us, whatever you want to do uh, in that capacity, just go over to brewspeakpod.com. That is a landing page for everything this podcast. You can also support our Patreon. We are and have been relaunching it. We have been putting up a ton of content over there. You get to hear all the interviews as soon as I do them, literally as soon as I am done doing them. I export the files, put it up so you can hear it on the Patreon. For as little as $3, you can get all the access to hear every episode. For $5 a month, you get to check out the videos uh, of the interviews where they apply. And at $10, you get everything that I can possibly give you. And then once a month, uh, we will hang out digitally on a like Zoom conference call thing and just kind of shoot the shit for a little bit. Uh, been a lot of fun getting to uh, get some feedback from people on some episodes early. Been throwing a lot of different kinds of guests at you lately. If you're over on the Patreon, you definitely know who's over there. Uh, I can give you a little heads up. We had Brian Vanderark of the Verb Pipe Up. That was uh, from the last couple of weeks. Uh, the Joe Catella episode. We also have uh, Robert Meadows of A Life Once Lost over there. 
lot of great episodes. Uh, as of right now, when I'm recording this, I'm doing four episodes tomorrow, so you know those are going to go up there. Uh, if you want to subscribe, be a patron, whatever. Uh, tomorrow, tentatively, I will have Phil from All That Remains coming back on, talking about the fall of ideals. Uh, we have Malcolm from X Unlocking the Truth talking about his new solo stuff. Uh, I also have Jamie Madrox of Twisted coming on to talk about their new rock record. And uh, I got a new friend that I just met that kind of will allow me to start parlaying and dipping my toes into the sports world a little bit, uh, a little bit more than I have. Um, so if you sound interested in any of those, come on over patreon.com slash brewspeakpod. Love the support. And also want to support our sponsors for supporting us throughout all of this. So support them if you can. Bean Bastard, go to thebeanbastard.com, pick up some delicious coffee. Go to the brick and mortar in Buffalo, New York, if you are around the area. How about that Bills win this past weekend? Holy shit. On Point Palmage, keep your beard and hair looking on point. Use our code BSP15 and take 15% off your total purchase order. And last but not least is rockabilia.com. They have over 500,000 items in their online store. Don't have to worry about the integrity of those items either because they are 100% officially licensed through the bands. So not only supporting Rockabilia, this podcast, but you're also supporting the bands you love. It is a win-win-win. That is a trifecta. But wait, I can actually make it a even better thing. If you use our code BRUTALLY, you get 10% off your total purchase order. Look at that. Saving you money and you look fly when you buy the gear from Rockabilia. And for the Brutally Speaking Podcast, I am John, and I'll see you all next week where our guest is Joe Catella of Dead. He returns. It was a lot of fun. Can't wait to hang out with you all in that episode. We'll see you then.